So uh, my name is Josh Pigford, and uh, this is this is a little bit of an experiment here. So um, I run a uh, a company called Bear Metrics, um, and uh, we create uh, analytics for people who use Stripe. Um, and uh, this is this experiment here is uh, seeing what it's like, if, what the reception is to turning our blog posts into uh, into a podcast of some sort. So you could listen to it in audio form on the blog or subscribe on iTunes or whatever. So um, this may be a really bad idea. I may do it. This may be the only time I do it. We'll see what the overhead's like for, for producing this each week when we put out a new article. Um, but here we go. So this, this first article uh, is called Bootstrap to Funded. What's it like? Was it worth it? Should I do it? So this this article about going from bootstrap to funded comes uh, about four months after we closed a round of funding um, from, this was, I think, late August. Um, it was a $500,000 round um, from General Catalyst for this new Stripe fund they had. And uh, But for the past, I don't know, decade of doing business, I've, uh, I've been bootstrapped. So uh, the, I kind of wanted to document what it's been like uh over the past four months, taking a business that had previously been bootstrapped and taking my mindset of doing business as a bootstrapper to fund it and what that's been like. So um, so here's this article. And, and again, I, this is mainly the text from the article itself, but I'll, I'll kind of add some commentary here and there and, uh, and see if this format works or not. So uh, let's kick things off. So I've been building products and creating businesses for uh, a solid decade. Uh, prior to Metrics, I'd, I'd started just about every type of business imaginable, consultancies, e-commerce, content, software, and more. And, and while the business models have all been different, the, the one unifying factor is they were all 100% bootstrapped to the end. So uh, what's it like going from from a decade of bootstrapping to running a funded business? And what's it like transitioning a business that started out bootstrapped to having a pile of cash at my disposal? Uh, has it been worth it? Is VC money evil? There's so many questions. Uh, so let's find some answers. So uh, prior to 2011, uh, I, I honestly had never given VC money a, a single thought. I was blissfully unaware that it, that it was common. My entire thought process behind building software and building just things in general was, here's a problem. Now let me figure out how to build it. Uh, teach myself the skills necessary to get it off the ground and then charge money for it. Seems easy enough. Uh, I then started building uh, the survey platform, and my co-founders put a bunch of money into it, and we started looking to raise a, a small round, and uh, I was dropped into these shark-infested waters, and uh, it was pretty uncomfortable. Uh, lots of meetings with VCs who were totally nice, but uh, I always felt like my goals for the company never really jived with their expectations. Uh, I'd also only surrounded myself with people who thought just like me, which is great when you want a single line of thinking, but not so great when you want a full perspective on something. So uh, after that, I was staunchly, completely opposed to raising money. Uh, and I went from being naively unaware of VC money to naively, categorically opposing it, neither of which were particularly useful or healthy. Uh, and then I launched Bear Metrics. So Bear Metrics took off a lot quicker than anything I'd previously done. Um, after making our metrics public, and then Buffer, who's a, another startup, did the same, uh, making their Bear Metrics account public, uh, we got we started to get a, a lot of exposure. 
Uh, our financials, our financials were public, and and that meant that our thirty percent plus growth rate was also public, and, and quite a few investors started reaching out at that point. Um, at first, I dogmatically turned down all the calls. I was laser focused on building bare metrics, and I wasn't uh, about to let this sleazy Silicon Valley used cars salesman try to force my hand to do something I wasn't interested in. Uh, and then, and I kind of realized I was being too harsh. Uh, so not so much on the focus part, but on, uh, investors in general. And I started talking to some buddies who had taken on, uh, seed rounds themselves. And, and instead of it being this awful experience for them, uh, it was completely positive. Uh, it wasn't the nightmare scenarios that I had read, uh, or pictured in my head. And, and I realized that there are actually a lot of really great investors out there who aren't greedy and overbearing and, and just genuinely want to help. So uh, I started taking some of those calls that I had previously turned down and I started to have some some legitimately great conversations with investors who had interesting insights. Investors who had perspective on experience in certain markets that I didn't, and many uh, who had built quite a few businesses themselves. And, and, it, and it changed my entire view uh, on investors. So this kind of put me, um, I realized I had this uh, unique position. Um, I, I had the power to walk away. Right, I didn't need their money. I was a, a one-man show with very little overhead who was profitably running a fast-growing business. And so I was clear about the type of deals that I wasn't interested in and was able to avoid wasting my time and their time trying to make deals happen that just weren't in my best interest. So um, I wasn't interested in giving up board seats. I wasn't interested, interested in giving up a lot of equity. And, and so until I found an investor who was in line with that and could agree to those terms, I would walk away. Um, then this past July, I was having a conversation with Patrick, the CEO at Stripe, and that led to conversations with uh, with people at General Catalyst, and, and they were completely on board with the way that I wanted to run things and the type of deal that I wanted to do. And so um, so we closed a $500,000 round of funding with great terms, and, and that was the deal that I wanted. So I took it. So now, why, why take funding at all, right? So I mean, if I'm a one-man show with with very little overhead, who was profitably running a fast-growing business, why take funding at all? So the high-level answer is that it lets me grow faster uh, and bigger and hire more people who can in turn build more full-featured a more full-featured product that in turn brings in more customers and then that's more money and the snowball continues. But for me, it, it was more than that. So uh, I would say that I'm a maker. For me, the process is the rewarding part. The overall experience is what uh, kind of makes me want to show up for work every day. And, and after 10 years of building things on my own by myself, I was ready for uh, a new experience and a new process, something I was completely unfamiliar with. And that really was the primary motivation for me taking on any funding at all. So uh, what's changed? That's really kind of what you're wondering, right? Like what's, what has changed going from bootstrapped to funding? Um, so I've got this big pile of cash. Are things better off? Are they worse off? Am I happy? So let's tackle the money stuff first. So the, the most obvious thing here is that uh, the change going from bootstrap to funded is, is that my bank account got larger by $500,000 actually. So having more money at, at my disposal is uh, unquestionably freeing, uh, I, I, but I, I still pay attention to the bank account. On the, the first of every month, I still update our 12-month profit and loss projections, and I still cringe when I see how much Uncle Sam uh, is taking out of our bank account. But now I don't sweat the small stuff. So uh, worrying whether I should spend 200 bucks on a quick 
Twitter ads test. You know, just spend the money. Uh, buy Kindles for the team as a perk. Just spend the money. Uh, put together a company treat, retreat that'll set us back $10,000. So that hurts, but it's still completely worth it and, and it's made possible this early on in the game because of that investment money. Now, uh, another change is going from a maker to more of a manager. Um, so growing from a team of one, me, to a team of six has, has been a huge shift for me. Uh, I went from literally handling all design, all development, support, marketing, to almost none of that. Uh, I now spend my time making sure our team has everything they need to keep moving forward and planning the future of the product and then also doing some marketing like this podcast and the blog. Uh, and if you, if you had told me a year ago that I'd be doing employee one-on-ones and, and planning a company retreat, I'd have laughed at you and then promptly kicked you in the shins because that would have been ridiculous. Uh, another thing that's changed is that, is that the stakes are a little higher. So most of the time building uh, a startup isn't stressful for me. It can be kind of nail-biting at times, but for the most part, I'm 100% stoked to be building something that people love. That being said, there is certainly more I worry about, or worry may not be the right word, but I certainly have a lot more I need to take into consideration. There's just there's just a lot more at stake now. The biggest thing being that there are now five other people on our team who are depending on me to not run the ship into the ground. And as much as I want to build a great product, I want even more to do right by my team. And the people who've chosen to make bare metrics a, a major part of their lives. And I, I want them to look back on their time here and to have loved it and for it to have been absolutely worth it for them. Now, what about the high stakes with our investors' money? That's an argument many times against VC money is that you become the minion for the investor and have to make every decision based on their unreasonable desire for wealth. That may be true in some situations, I don't know, but that's completely the byproduct of the deal you do and who you do the deal with. That hasn't been the case for us. General Catalyst isn't that type of investor and the terms of our deal simply don't have room for that and they don't allow for that. Who you do a deal with changes everything. All money is not equal. Um, and, and the final bit that I feel like has changed in this transition is that um, I kind of feel the need, well, the, the, the desire, I guess, to want to go bigger. So it's changed my perspective on what bare metrics could be long term. Bear Metrics started out as, as this side project for a while, and I, I feel like I kind of had a bit of a imposter syndrome each month thinking, like, surely this is the best that Bear Metrics will do, and this, this can't possibly become this extremely profitable business. But what I've realized as the team has grown and our ability to build stuff has grown and our customer base has grown is that Bear Metrics can, in fact, be a big business. And it's, it's helped motivate me to build something larger than myself. And, and to me, that's, that's one of the most exciting parts. So... But bootstrap versus funded, what's the answer? Like, that's what you're here for, right? Um, there are literally thousands of articles about bootstrap versus funding. Uh, but in reality, that's about like asking hammer versus paintbrush. It's the wrong comparison. They're just different tools for different jobs. So the answer to that question is whatever you think is best for your business. There are so many people who are bootstrapping and feel like VC, funding, and investor are all dirty words, or that taking on funding is somehow admitting defeat, that Taking on cash somehow says you weren't capable of doing this by yourself. And you know what? Maybe maybe that is the case. Maybe funding helps get you over a hump in a way that you couldn't do by yourself. And that's okay. The key is to do it how you want to do it on your terms. Taking funding isn't a failure. It's simply a different path. So I, I hope you... Uh, 
I hope you like the format. I don't know. Let me know if you like the format. Um, let me know if you have any desire to hear future articles uh, in this format. Um, yeah, shoot me an email. Uh, my name is Josh Pigford. Uh, and shoot me an email at josh at baremetrics.io. You can check Baremetrics out at baremetrics.io. And uh, let me know what you think. Share some comments on, on the blog. Um, and let me know. Yeah, thanks.